Welcome back to the Suresh Podcast. In the last episode, we heard how Guru Gobind Singh commissioned the construction of a Nagara, a war drum, how he paid artisans to construct this massive version of it, and how the Masands were getting anxious. How they were scheming, and they went to the young Guru's mother, Mata Gujri, successfully persuading her to tell Guru Gobind Singh to chill, to relax on the martial activity, not to cause conflict with the local hill rajas, the local hill kings. Mata Gujri agreed that she would go talk to her son. And chapter 25 now begins describing how Guru Gobind Singh woke up in the early hours of the day before sunrise to bathe and then went to go see his mother arriving close to her before bowing down to her. Mata Gujri gave her blessings to her child with love, seeing her son. She was just so delighted in her heart. To explain to him, she used very sweet words. She only had one son and she had such great affection in her mind for him. Guru Gobind Singh who was just sitting on the throne with such great praise and glory emanating from him. And Mata Gujri says, she says, Oh, listen, son, don't do such things that would cause conflict with the local hill rulers here. You've kept an army, a force, and that's nothing special. So sure, go hunting to your heart's desire. You are worshipped in the world, so don't have opposition with anybody from all four directions. Think that everybody is a part of your congregation, your Sangat. I've heard now that you've made a Nagara, a war drum. You desire to play it loudly in the mountainous region here. And if you do, you'll randomly start conflict. So just live here in peace along the Sataluj River. It won't be good for us to have conflict come upon us. Such conflict, getting more and more intense, will have to endure such great troubles and pain. Think of the elder Guru, Guru Hargobind. When his battles commenced, he had to leave Amritsar because of it. For the emperor and the local hill rulers specifically, sovereignty has come to them, specifically in this region. And they perform the duties related to that in all ways. They are very capable. Some become their friends, and others become their enemies. And now I've heard with my ears that this Raja Pimjand, the grand ruler of this area, would not be able to handle hearing another war drum being beat in this region. Needlessly then, we'll be getting ourselves into strife. Sure, you can play the smaller drums at your door, at the Darbar, but do not mount up and play these war drums. All these great kings in the various areas here, it doesn't make sense to try to compete with them, to be similar to them. It doesn't suit us to do that. There's no happiness in fighting with them, in which there will forever be ill will and conflict. Guru Gobind Singh heard this from his mother and at that time he said, I'm not afraid of anybody. I will myself beat this war drum and I will go hunting in all the four directions here. We won't take away anybody else's Raj, sovereignty. Why create great conflict with them? They will hold on to control of their land. Why without any reason would they desire to start a battle? If they are arrogant about the power they hold, then without any reason they would spark up hostility and opposition against us. Then what will we do if it comes around our neck? Then we'll handle it to whatever ability we can. Those who hold arrogance over the land they hold, the creator, Kartapurk, will clear that away from them. You're telling me that Pimchand has come very close to us. You're trying to tell me this, to scare me. Like you would scare a kid, like there's a boogeyman sitting here. We'll stay right here and live just like the hill kings are living here and interacting with us. And if they are difficult, and then we'll be difficult with them in the same way. We won't be difficult with them for no reason, though. We won't start it. 
If they meet with us, we'll meet with them. If they fight with us, we'll fight. And the house of the Guru is like a mirror, forever pure. And when looking at it in love, it's like seeing your face very clearly and beautifully. So as you look, so shall you receive the fruit of your action. Oh mother, from what you have said, how can we sulk away? The whole world knows of us. Until when can we hide in this region? Until when can we play our war drum? In this lame way, how can we ever display our presence? Guru Gobind Singh replied to his mother in this way with his skalgi, his plume flapping around. He then got up and headed out, and all the groups of his warriors, the different battalions, they all arrived into the court. Guru Gobind Singh going into the court, his face was looking so radiant. He met with all the Sikhs and Masans there. Amongst all of them, he roared like thunder. The very house of heroic spirit, Biras, spoke, saying, Is the war drum ready yet or not? Prepare the hide. Infuse alcohol with many spices so that we can create such a thunderous roar from this drum. So now, do not allow any type of delay. Create this massive war drum and bring it to me. At that point, Guru Gobind Singh's uncle, Kripal Chand, Mata Gujri's brother, said, Oh, you know both of the past and the present. It is not appropriate to say anything against you. Whatever you desire, we'll create quickly. Even then, the Masans and others, though, who were there, who were weak-minded, not determined, they tried to explain to Mata Gujri in other types of ways. In great fear, they were thinking about the previous battles in the Guru's house from the time of Guru Hargobind, where thousands of warriors were killed. They were telling Mata Gujri that near you resides the great king Bhim Chand, who has such a large army and court, who we neither have good relations with, nor do we have any bad blood between us. He just understands us as being detached, as separate. And even then, the Masans are saying, even then in the realm of politics there is this view that the wise and sophisticated ones speak of, that if there is a king near us, another king whose region and people are merged, connected in some way, if they become enemies, these two kings, if there is conflict, if battle breaks out in great anger and one side should look to the enemy's other neighbor or another close ally who they can befriend and make solid connections with, and towards that third party one should remain detached, it said. But when one mounts up, beating their war drums, all the kings from four directions will be shaken, and they won't be able to bear it. They will be disturbed and they will leap into war, killing warriors. So listening to this was Mata Gujri's brother, Kripalchand, and also Sangosha, the Guru's cousins. So when the Masans were saying this in the court, Sangosha heard this and he was just pissed. He said, how can we remain hidden like this in the world? The glory of the Guru will go on until the ocean's banks. The hill rajas, the kings of these hills, won't be able to stop the glory of the Guru from spreading. No one has a doubt about the Guru's house, not in any of the six mines that come here from all regions. The Masans nearby, they heard this reply by Sangosha and they replied saying, think about this in your heart in many ways. Compare the force of the enemy, their force, their large army, their might, and understand this faulty logic that you have. Understand yourself, the Guru's house, as worshipable by the entire world as ones who are peaceful but also recognize the kings of these areas and you have the great power of the Turks as well the Mughal Empire who have such a grand kingdom in all four directions what number of large cannons 
stolps or mounted cannons, jambur. These jambur cannons are mounted on camels. What amount of these do they have? It's endless. In the world, they are recognized of having such great glory. So Sangosha heard this and he clapped back in anger, saying, Our grandfather was the great Guru Hargobind, who fought with the Turks in a ferocious war many times, firmly in the battlefield. And you're talking about the elders? Then talk about killing the enemies. Guru Hargobind trampling them down and grinding them down into dirt. And Guru Gobind Singh, he's their grandson, who desires only to expand upon the previous Guru's greatness. This Guru who is capable in all arts and powers, immensely powerful. How can you stop them just by your words? Listening to these words of Sango Shah, filled with such heroic spirit, Biras, the intelligent, the wise, the deep, Guru Gobind Singh then said to his uncle, O Mamaji, O uncle, the kings of the hills nearby, how long will we remain in fear of them just sitting here? What can we become in our town like that? Whatever we want to do, we'll do. And if they, without any reason, if they become angry with us, and with their strength, if they try to do something against us, then what? Are we sitting here with the physiques of women? We'll show them the edge of our swords. We have permission from Akal Puruk, the deathless divine. We'll speak and act on the attitude of that deathless divine. To spread this message, we were sent here. Why would we not do what is pleasing to the divine? The army of mine without war drums? How will it obtain glory with its strength? If we hide now, holding on to our fear, then how will we be able to do anything else? So go. Without any delay, remember Guru Nanak as we beat this drum. Prepare the drum and we'll roam and we'll ride out to the mountains and to the mountains past those, very far from here, looking and roaming in many different forests, playing in hunting greatly. The arrogant Bhim Chand, the Raja here, who all the other kings are obedient to, on the very first day, we'll make him hear the sounds of our war drums. With a fierce double beat, we'll sound off the war drum. Listening to it, what will he say then? And at that point, we'll calm everybody's concerns here. Guru Gobind Singh then commanded Nand Chand. He said, go make the large war drum, the Nagara. Make sure it is prepared. So Nant Chand, he set off to prepare the drum. They put all sorts of spices into the alcohol, which was then used to treat the hide skin of the drum. They got the drum ready, which was to have such a thunderous roar to it. Nand Chand then brought it to the presence of the Guru, and then he started a supplication in front of the Guru. And this is where chapter 25 concludes. In the next chapter, we'll hear what Nandachan's request is, what his supplication is, and we'll hear how the powerful Nagara roars when being played for the first time. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who've been supporting the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page.